This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss welcome back to another episode of this here podcast thank you for joining me once again my name is miles hart and this is the home of melanin magnificence and kingdom of belts this is get the belt podcast what is good guys thank you for coming back once again it is another week and i'm here i'm ready to record i'm ready to do the thing uh so let's just jump into it straight away uh with word of the week Now, this word of the week was inspired by a clip that I saw on Instagram uh, by the by a guy called uh, Sacred Steve, who is known as the men's the gay men's self love coach. Now, the video is a bit long, but I feel like we all need to hear it. And I feel like even if you aren't gay or a part of the LGBTQDL community, uh otherwise known as the alphabet zoo by me, I feel like you can adopt this and identify it and identify with it in some way, shape or form. So I'm going to play it to you right now. Game it. Oh. Oh. So many. Of- That's a lie. Right, let me put on this Wi-Fi because apparently the 5G ain't 5Ging. Right, let's get it up. Game it. This is for you. So many of us have resorted to the success of our careers, the appearance of our bodies, and to the status of our social lives to combat the deep-rooted feelings of insecurity. Growing up, we have been shunned, shamed, rejected, and denied love from being different from the other boys, different from our own siblings, basically for being ourselves. Woohoo. This then instilled a very painful belief that says, I'm not good enough. The way we were treated for being feminine or emotional created a story in our minds that says, my natural way of being is wrong or bad. 
it had us carry these feelings within us for years, poisoning our relationship with ourselves and others, all leading to harmful behavior. We ended up becoming self-abusive by pushing away our feelings, suppressing them, or denying them entirely. We then become abusive by placing high expectations on people and then blaming them for the pain that we feel. And when that pain gets too much to handle, we numb ourselves with sex, drugs, and parties. We have looked to what is accepted in society as a hallmark for a way to be, yet it just digs us deeper into despair. We have adopted toxic traits like overachievement, boisterous and arrogant personalities, and extreme people-pleasing just to survive. In the midst of looking good and garnishing a positive reputation, we have lost ourselves. We've forgotten who we really are. We've forgotten that we're here for love, that we're here to show the world how men can love. And we're here to show the world that men only aren't what has been spoon-fed to us. We are here to be a beautiful expression of the divine. So I invite every one of you to take a look at your life and to look at where in your life are you showing up and are you performing just for the sake of validation. Ask yourself, am I doing this for what I hope to get from other people? Or am I doing this regardless of what they say? You have nothing to prove. You are not bad or wrong or mistake for being the magical fairy that you are. And you don't need me or anyone else to tell you that. Only yourself. Well, damn. I mean, there's so many words or phrases that I could pull from that video to, you know, give it the quote-unquote the word of the week title. But I think ultimately what I get from it is be yourself. Be yourself. Now, there is so much that I could take from that video. I could do a whole damn podcast about that easily because there's so much that I identify with and there's so much there to unpack. But ultimately, in trying to get just a word of the week from that, I think what I get is be yourself. Let me just let that motherfucking siren go past because not today. Be yourself. Ultimately, he spoke about us, you know, not feeling okay with it, with ourselves being either feminine, emotional, um, and essentially not feeling good enough for being different. And we then adopt, like he said, these toxic ways of, of being okay with that or not even being okay with that, of trying to cover that and be liked by other, other people instead. And we do that in ways that don't really serve ourselves or in things that we truly don't want to do. And I know that we can adopt things that we might want to do, but again, he spoke about the, the, the sense to overachieve to get external validation and when it all gets too much we then adopt these other toxic traits which he said about uh either partying sex drugs and i doubt that those are the only ways we do them like shopping for me used to be one of the things i would do just something to make me feel good and i kind of really identified as well with the whole over overachieving thing i always thought you know i was never good enough 
that stemmed from parents, family, um, not necessarily family, but mainly parents, and then living in a world where, you know, being non-white doesn't work in your favor. I always felt the need to do more and and be the best and it's taxing and it's tiring and then you almost set yourself up for failure when you don't do the best or be the perfect you and do the most you then be like i i i ain't shit all because we're trying to be liked by other people trying to get that external validation where you know he said we're, we're only here to love we're here to 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 be ourselves ultimately and so the word of the week this week and there's so much in that video for you to unpack and to to listen to i'll put his instagram in the in the captions or in the bio to this episode but the word of the week this week inspired by um what was that man's name sacred steve is to be yourself you know, when, you, when you're making decisions or you find yourself in compromising situations, ask yourself, am I, am I being authentically me? Am I doing this for me? Am I doing this because this, this makes me happy? Or am I doing it to please someone else? And be authentically you because regardless, in this world, you're going to feel shit at some point. Let's just make that clear. You're going to feel shit. You're going to feel let down. You're going to feel bad things. There's not always good vibes in this world. Because so that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for something to be perfect, you're continuously going to be in a bad place because that's not possible. It's not possible at all. So as soon as you accept that, you're going to feel shit sometimes. The next question is, are you going to feel shit being you and being unapologetically yourself? Or will you feel worse feeling shit which is inevitable, but trying to be something that you're not. Weigh it up. Uh, and this, yeah, this, this really hits deep with me, like, because I shied away for years from my emotions, especially when I'd either be really happy or if I was sad, I would bottle it up. I would contain it. I'd suppress it. And that was a toxic trick that I learned uh, when I would be me, the typical Scorpio, I'm a sensitive boy and I would end up being, you know, closed off and calculated and stern and it just got me nowhere. Yes, I'd get, I'd feel safe. I didn't end up crying so I wouldn't get the headache or whatnot, but ultimately I would still be, still be vexed about something, whatever the situation was. Ultimately, I'd still feel sad about something, but I would feel worse because I handle it in a way that wasn't true to me. Even when I'd get happy about things, I wouldn't be too overjoyed because I didn't want to come across too extra or something. And ultimately, that it's not me. It's not me. So this word of the week uh, this week is to, yeah, be you, your authentic you. Don't try and please other people. We live in a world with Instagram and stuff where you're trying to continuously get validation from, validation from external sources. And that does feel good, but that shouldn't be the purpose. Live your truth with your, with your heart and be you and be vulnerable in this world. We only get one chance to live. Live it to your authentic fullness. God knows who you are. God made you how you are. If people want to accept it, 
amazing. If they don't, keep it pushing, keep it stepping. You live and you learn, but you only get one, one chance to do that. So especially to my LGBTQDL community, especially to the alphabet zoo, be you and don't allow the, the homophobia and the judgment that you faced growing up deter you from being yourself and that's difficult it's so difficult and it's so hard and you can very much be in a place in your life now where you're used to existing and reacting in a certain way for your own protection to feel socially acceptable but be a bit extra be a bit emotional be a bit flamboyant be a bit loud be a bit quiet but ultimately, be you. And that's hard. But once you're there, the highs you will feel will feel so much higher. And the lows you will feel will be low and probably lower. No, I take that back. I take that back. They won't be lower. Because you'll feel shit without feeling like you're pretending. So you've got less of a burden when you're feeling low. So yeah, this word of the week this week is to be yourself. Woo, Jesus, right. Now we got that out of the way. How was you guys week? I hope it was good. This is your weekly reminder to check in with yourself, to look back see how how it was last week and think about how you can do things differently do things the same and how you can do things this week uh my week was cute again lots of work i feel like at this point i might as well not even be saying work 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 because you guys know i just be working um but yeah i've got a couple more meetings coming up i literally just had a phone call about something really really exciting um and fingers crossed uh the person that i spoke to um, <clears throat> I don't want to say anything just yet because I don't know if it's going to be possible, but we might have a really cute guest coming on in the next week. I might even have to record it now and then put it out later or whatnot. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, my week has been good. Again, many, many lessons have been learning. I'm learning so fucking much in this relationship, uh, with my boyfriend, like, I'm learning so much, girl. And I can really, like, when we come out of, um, good situations or, like, not so happy situations where there's like disagreements or difference of opinions there. I can really see how differently I used to handle things back in the day. Like, which is why I also picked that word of the week because I've been able to see like in some of the ways that I used to chat to people I would have disagreements with, I was very, uh, I was shut, I would, I'd be, I would be completely emotionally or at least 95% emotionally removed. Because like I said, and like he was saying, you know, you learn or you, the the reaction you get from being emotional isn't always cute. So I learned to just give no emotions, to be almost lawyer-like, robotic-like, and I'd be getting into altercations and just, it would seem to anyone that I did not give a fuck. And obviously I did because I'd be engaging in the conversation, but the vibe and the energy and the emotional connection just wasn't there so I find often that I was I was coming across as a little bit of a bully and like I didn't give a fuck if the other person was 
happy or sad because I was just like straight face, nothing. And so like when I get into situations now, like the way I'm handling it, like obviously I'm scared to like be emotional, but I'm letting down that barrier and I'm getting emotional and I'm giving all of me and it, ooh, it's, ooh, it's hard. It's hard and it's uncomfortable, but it's, it's that's truthful. That's me being 100% me. That's me being 100% vulnerable. And it doesn't matter if I'm completely in the right or completely in the wrong. It's It's about acting from a place of, a place of love and wanting understanding and yeah so i've i've experienced that this week um which is telling of oneself and it made me feel, it makes me feel good like post the you know post the altercation because i can see how much growth there really has been um and so i appreciate that and sometimes in relationships and all kinds of relationships really i i thought i wish that person knew who i was before do you know what i mean i'm like i wish this person knew who i was because then they would really rate and respect the way i'm dealing with this situation right here right now because i'll speak about certain things be it with my boyfriend or like altercations at work or things in my personal life and i'm like i did this and i did that and da, da, da. and they're like raw because five years ago three years ago ten years ago it would have been a whole other situation but obviously people just meeting me now that either i come to work with or like my boyfriend now who um you know has known me for like six months now they don't know the miles that was that was cold they don't know the miles that would just cut you out straight away like that without even trying to hear what the fuck you're saying. They don't know that miles that was quick to just get into a into a madness, child. The miles that was stubborn and didn't want to hear nothing but just to prove my point, get my point heard, I'm done. So um, I'd be like, oh, I wish these people could really see. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a week of learning. It's been a week of growth. Um, lots of editing for this podcast. You guys are really liking the videos all my days. So not last week's episode, but the week before that, where I had spoken about the nursery rhyme, Baba Black Sheep, not that video on Twitter getting the most comments and the most shares ever. Like, it's still, like, to this day, I'm getting notifications on that. Like, wow. So I'm glad that these videos are helping and, like, you guys are enjoying them and having your conversations and whatnot. But, child, get these videos out as well as the podcast is a lot. But we do what we got to do. Um, period. Uh, what else in this here week? What else? What else? What else? What else? I feel like that's it. Yeah, guys, I feel like working, growing the podcast, <laughs> that video. Yeah, I feel like that's it, really. Right, so let's uh, get into the next, um, the next segment, which is Melanin Magnificence. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So this week's Melanin Magnificence goes out to our very own homegrown London Hughes. Now, London Hughes is or was known as being a comedian, stand-up comedian. You know, she's had her own Netflix uh, special. Shout out to her. She was born and raised in London and has since migrated, migrated yet to the States where she has seen, and we have seen her career just flourish. Um, and we, I spoke recent, I spoke like a couple months ago on the podcast uh, where her and I were at the Gay Time Gay Times Awards and we had a little catch up and we were talking about the UK and how it's bad vibes, X, Y, Z. And she was like, yeah, when I went out to the States, everything was blowing for me. Like their mindset is completely different, especially in the black community. They really stick together. Everyone wants to see each other win and it's genuine. And that's why I'm not living here anymore. And I was like, you know what? Respects and props to you, sis, because you have done nothing but grow. But that's not why I'm giving her Melanin Magnificence this week. I'm giving her Melanin Magnificence because she's no longer just a stand-up comedian. But our girl is now an author of her own book. So shout out to you. Um, so London Hughes has got her own book coming out, which tells the story of her life. Um, it comes out September the 5th of uh, this year, 2023. It's her first ever book uh, and it is called Living My Best Life, Hun. Um, keep, keep shining because you're a star. London Hughes. Uh, that was a quote from Kevin Hart. 
Um, the cover is gorgeous. She looks beautiful. It's so her. She looks so stunning. Living for it. Now, congratulations on becoming an author. Thank you for being, you know, a black girl out here living her truth. Like, literally, she's unapologetically herself and being a testimony to that living like that. Oh, my God, this really links into Word of the Week. Living like that is difficult. Like she said, it wasn't easy when I went out to, the, to, to you know, the States. And it wasn't easy when I was first trying to make shit happen here. But in doing things her own way and authentically herself, she's able to achieve so much. And it's just it's just beautiful to see. It's re it really is beautiful to see. She's not dulled down on her personality. She still talks about sex and dicks. Like her Netflix series was called To Catch a Dick, hun. And now she's sharing with us another side of herself, which in her Instagram post, um, uh, it even uh, I'll read it out to you now. She says, I can't believe I'm an actual author. I'm so happy you get to read my story in my own words. I don't think anyone would expect this type of book from me. And I'm scared and I feel sick, but I can't wait for you to read it. I wrote, I wrote the book in two months and most of the chapters I couldn't get through without crying. I hope it inspires you to live your best life and go for your dreams. Now, girl, we need to get on this podcast and talk about this here book before it comes out, sis. Okay? Just like we had a little Ty Hunter on here about his book. But yeah, congratulations to you on becoming an author. I wish you and the book all the success. Um... You know what it is, London. You know what it is. So, yeah, my melanin magnificence goes out to London Hughes this week. Right, let's get into Miles Measures. <clears throat> let's just get on with it. These here Oscars. Right, so I wanted to run through the winners list. Now, I like to make it a thing every year where I try at least to like watch all the films, not all of the, all of the films, because you know, they got the, 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 the foreign films and ain't nothing wrong with a foreign film. I remember watching that one, I think it was Korean, a couple years back where, what was it even called? Oh my days. But it was in all the cinemas, dubbed obviously. And there was someone like living in the basement or whatever. I can't remember what it was called, but the film was fucking lit. But I really ain't got time to be watching so many films. I can just about get the recording of this podcast in and the videos and do my other jobs, let alone watch all of the movies. So I tried to get in as many as I could, especially the best picture films. So I think I managed to watch Women Are, T Women Are Talking. Or Women Talking, sorry. I watched uh, everything... Everywhere, all at once. And forgive me, I've been getting these names wrong for the longest. Triangle of Sadna Sadness. That film was lit. Avatar. I got to watch Black Panther, obviously. And then I started watching The Banshee of something, something. I think they were speaking in Scottish or Irish. I can't remember. But I started to watch that and then I had to leave for work. But I swear I've watched a couple other films. Meh. I watched a few. So if you didn't watch them, my bad. You probably won't get it, but we move. So let's run through these here winters, honey. So these winners. 
Best animated feature. Can't bother to run through the, all of it, but uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Haven't seen that yet. Want to see it. I didn't see any of the other ones. Best supporting actor. Ooh. So it was, again, everywhere. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It was, I think his name was Ki Hu Kwan. Ki Hu Kwan. Asian guy representing best supporting actress. Now, this is what had the people. This is what had the people vex. So we had Angela Bassett for Black Panther, uh, Hong Chow in The Well, Kerry Condon, The Banshees of uh, Inisherin, and Jamie Lee Curtis uh, for Everything, 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 Everywhere, All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. We all thought Angela Bassett did the thing. And apparently, according to the Oscars, she did not because she did not win. And Jamie Lee Curtis snabbed that. Now, let's just stop this, what we're doing now with the, with the winners and just talk about Angela Bassett. Now, she's been acting professionally, making huge blockbuster films, movies, not just in the black community, but mainstream Oscar nominated shit for years 29 to be precise and she doesn't have not one oscar she is a legend she's revered by so many and to not be you know an actor with an oscar but be angela bassett it's wild. Now, again, word of the week, external validation. We want it. We want it. And it's still going to burn when, you know, you don't get that validation. But this, this to me is a bit, this to me is a bit mad. This to me is rather mad simply because she lost to a girl who we, we love, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis. But she played a zombie for the most part. She had sausages for fingers and was in the movie not that long. Whereas Angela Bassett had to act. She acted and throughout the entire of the film with many different challenging scenes. I'm not saying what Jamie Lee Curtis had to do wasn't challenging. Yes, to act like you've got sausages for fingers is wild. But this, the, the depth and the places that her character in... This Marvel film, and you know, it's, it was a big thing for a Marvel film to be nominated. But regardless, acting is acting. And I don't really even see, like, yes, I know Black Panther and Wakanda is a Marvel thing. But I really see it as so much more than just a Spider-Man or Batman movie. Culturally, and the depiction of something so black. That's not a slave film or crime or gun shit or whatnot. Like, it's... Wakanda like it's got I feel like there's so much more to it than just being a Marvel film with superheroes and just save the day like it's so much deeper than that especially with the passing of Chadwick Boseman that somehow seeped into the film and yeah I feel like she was snubbed I don't know whether it's because she is a black woman I don't know whether it's because it's simply just a Marvel film. I don't know. But 
I think this was wrong. I felt like she was robbed. And to see her poor face, her face, you could literally see how much it meant to her. And it's such a shame that these external things can get to us like that, but they do. But ultimately, she's still a queen. She deserves the things. She really did deserve things. And I think that was wrong. I thought that Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, did a good job. Every nominee in that category did a good job. But girl, the acting that Auntie gave us in Black Panther was... It was spectacular. And for it not to be... The nomination wasn't enough. She needed to win. She needed to win. There were various scenes there where she had to channel so many different emotions. So many different you know, decisions and choices and she just deserved the thing because Angela Bassett did the thing. And that's my take on that. I feel like she was robbed. Um, best documentary feature was run by Navalny. Ain't seen that. Best live action short. I didn't see none of the shorts. There is one short film I want to watch, which is called My Year of Dicks. Sounds great. Um, best live action was run by an, an Irish goodbye. Best cinematography. All quite on the Western front. Now, this looks lit. This actually does look lit. And I need to watch this. Um, I think it's a, a war film. Because they were nominated for some CGI stuff as well. And the CGI looked fucking dope. So, gonna watch that. Best makeup and hair. The Batman won it. Oh, no, not The Batman. Lies. Um... The Batman and uh, Black Panther were up for grabs for that award, as well as Elvis and All Quiet on the Western Front, like I said. But the winner was The Whale. Now, The Whale, I also want to watch as well, because it stars that actor who, I can't remember what film he did, but he did, like, one film, and then apparently there was some whole scandal with, like, either the director or something, where he was either offering sexual favours, but said no, and then was, like, outcast from the whole of Hollywood and didn't do anything since, then went into a mad depression, actually got fat. And then this film... He said he'd never act again because he was so scared. But this film, he was like, I don't know what any of them said. Fuck it. I'm going to do it and prove these people wrong or whatever. But he ended up, I think he filmed it whilst overweight, but lost weight. I can't remember. But the film that's lit. And I feel like there's, there's, sub -con there's context and subcontext to this film, like in Wakanda, that is heavy. So I'm going to get into that. Best costume design. Uh, Black Panther won, period. Best international film, all quite on the Western front. And the best doc the best documentary short was The Elephant Whisperers. No idea. Uh, best animated short, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and the Horse. Sounds like a porno to me. Uh, best product production design was all quite on the Western front. Come on. Best original score, all quite on the Western front. Best visual effects, Avatar. Avatar was lit too. Avatar, not me crying at Avatar. Avatar really had some deep themes in it as well, especially to do with family. Especially to do with family. Um, oof. Yeah, I want to be with the, with, with the water people. They was having a good old time. They was having a good old time. Anyway, best original screenplay, everything, everywhere, all at once. Best adapted screenplay was Women Talking. That film is lit. It reminds me of Mormons. I watched a little documentary on Netflix about the Mormons and like how... Uh, not just the Mormons, it was like this this subcult of the Mormons where they were having multiple wives and it was mad. Like these 50-year-old men were marrying like 13-year-olds and ooh, it, was, it was crazy. It was crazy. But yeah, um, that film was lit. The acting in it was superb. So definitely go and watch Women Talking. Um, 
Best sound was Top Gun, Maverick, not seen that, don't really care. Best original song, Lift Me Up by um, Rihanna was not, didn't win that. Ooh, we'll speak about that performance in a minute as well. Uh, but instead it was won by Natu, Natu, R-R-R, God knows. Best editing, everything, ever, all at once. Now they've won so much. I think they won the most out of, the, of all everyone nominated this year. I thought the film was great. I still don't really know what happened. I feel like it's a film that talks about life in in a creative way. It's more of a wanting to send a message rather than here's a cool story. Like the story is cool. Like it's very sci-fi-ish and people were zombies, like I said, and got fingers. And at one point, the mother and the daughter that star in the film, their relationship is explored. And at one point they have rocks. Like the two women become just rocks and you see these rocks, not moving, but just there, but they talking to each other. I was in hysterics, but I don't think you're meant to be laughing. So maybe I missed the point. I don't know, but the film was, the film was good, but I feel like it's one of them films you have to watch like three or four times to really, to really get it. Best director, once again, uh, it was Daniel and Daniel uh, for everything, ever all at once. Best actor was for Brendan Fraser in The Whale. That's his name, Brendan Fraser. So now you know. Best actress um, was Michelle Yeo. Michelle Yeo. Sorry if I'm saying it wrong. For everything, everywhere, all at once. And best picture, it was um, either All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans. I watched The Fablemans. That was really, really good. Didn't like the ending. Didn't really get it. But the film was really good. Uh, Tar, I've not seen that, but it looks good. Top Gun, not seen that. Triangle of Sadness, saw that. That film is lit. That film is lit. And the fact that it never won one award, I was shooketh at. Like, I was actually shocked. So, please, like, actually go and watch Triangle of Sadness because it is wild, honey. It's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy. There are bits that are really disgusting, but it's really funny. But I don't want to give you no spoilers, but let's just say it's a shitty situation. <laughs> uh, and women talking. Uh, and the winner, again, was Everything Ever All at Once. They really, really cleaned up at these here awards. Um, what else do we have on the Miles Measures agenda? We spoke about Angela. Hugh Grant. Okay. Okay. So, on the red carpet... There was this one girl giving... Um, why do I even have this in my ear? There was this one lady doing the red carpet interviews. I've done them myself. You know, you get briefed what is going on. You've generally got a piece of paper, who's who, what they've done. And she basically had Hugh Grant come up to her. So, you know, you look great. You look cute. And then she asked him also, what was it like? What was your experience like working on? I think it was The Glass Onion or Glass and The Glass something, whatever film he was on. And he was like, well, I don't really know. It was all right. I guess I was barely in it. I was in it for three seconds. And she like kind of like laughed it off like, haha, but like, what was that like? Like going to set or one. I was like, oh, well, I guess I kind of just went in, did my thing and left. I didn't really enjoy it, to be honest. It was just like, in and out. Now, I'm in the middle with this, I definitely think he could have handled it with more grace and just said, you know, I wasn't really in the film too much, but like it was so fun to do. I was in it for like only three seconds, but the character was funny or it wasn't or say something like give her something as opposed to just being deadpan and just. I wasn't really in it too much. 
but yeah, didn't really like, didn't really enjoy it. But I wasn't even in it too much, so it makes the interviewer's job way harder. And me being me, I would have been like, I would have, I would either right. I don't know where I would have gone. I would either kept it professional and been like, oh, you know, so you were only in it for like three seconds. Um, what was your highlight of you know even going there on set? Like, did you speak to anyone there? I would have at least been like how did you get the most out of that three seconds how did you make an impact on the scene or you know having to just go for the three seconds what was the rest of the day like surely you would have had to go to set and meet the, the other actors there like what was that like I would have asked more questions but she didn't really she was she like laughed it off and just it just came to a really awkward end uh so I definitely think he was a cunt for that I don't know what happened to Mr Tom Hughes on the way in Last I saw Tom Hughes in person was a, in an Italian restaurant in Chelsea and he was with this young ting, clearly 30, 20 years younger than him. And like I said on last week's episode regarding Madonna, age definitely ain't nothing but a number, but I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe the personal and the love life just ain't, ain't as popping and so he's bitter. I don't know. But he definitely did not need to give that interview or that energy. And she also could have been more prepped to know that he wasn't really in the movie too tough. That... She could have done that prep and had she not done that prep, just worked very hard. Because obviously when someone's a prick to you like that, you sometimes might just want to be like, oh, well, fuck off then, just go. Or like, why would you do that? But you've got to stay professional because, you know, you're on camera, you at work. So <sighs> she could have known a little bit more that he wasn't going to be in the role or just been like, OK, so what did you what what? What didn't, what didn't you like about it? Because he said that he didn't like it. I'd be like, well, what, what you ain't like about it? You ain't get the money or you want it to be on the, on the show longer or like on the film longer. Like, gone with it. But I don't feel like she really knew and was, I think she was a bit taken back by the rudeness and the bluntness and by her probably a bit embarrassed that she didn't even know that he wasn't in it for too long anyway. So there was that. Other embarrassing moments. Now, don't shoot me, guys. But Rihanna... I'm sorry, yeah, but Rihanna's performance was once again underwhelming. And I know I'm, I'm starting to sound like a Rihanna hater, and I'm not. Like, I love the girl. Like, I think she's dope. I love the music. Here for the businesswoman sense of what she does with the Fenty Beauty and the, all of the things. But I was let down by the Super Bowl performance, and I was let down again by this. And I say that because... The vocals, yes, she's not known for being a vocalist, but they were just basic. Some of it was a bit flat. Um, but regardless, she kept it cute for what her abilities are. Mm. Bearing in mind, this is the Oscars. It's grand. You know, people like Beyonce, who's performed at the Oscars twice, killed it. Uh, and then she performed this song and the set was great. The set was cute. The backing vocals were amazing. They saved her ass. They saved her ass. Without those, it would have been poor. And she looked cute, but it wasn't matching the set. The set was given Wakanda. It looked like a, she was singing in front of like a hut in, in, in Wakanda. And she was in this black mesh-like get-up with like diamonds and crystals. Again, she looked amazing. Did it fit with what was going on? No. And at one point, the thing raised up a little bit cute. And at the end, everyone stood up and they're clapping. And I was just like, 
I actually think she's beginning to be a bit overrated. Like, why are people standing up? Like, she just delivered, like, the best vocal performance, the best, like, cohesive costume white. Like, it just wasn't, it wasn't. And then I continued to speak. And in my thought process, whilst I was speaking, I didn't think about what I said. I was just saying it as I was thinking. I was like, yeah, all it is is like, yeah, just a, a black girl who's pregnant singing. I thought, yeah, okay, stand up and clap for this black woman who's pregnant on stage. But we can't always just let that be the reason. Like, be the reason, stand up and clap for a black pregnant woman working. However, scaling back and taking that out of the picture, if we're just talking about performance... It was lacking. It was lacking. Did she look cute? Yeah. Were the vocals amazing? No. Was the performance in itself amazing and breathtaking? No. It was just, it was just okay. So the only reason why I would have stood up and clapped is because it's Rihanna and because she's a black pregnant woman. Other than that, rather basic. In other news, I know you guys are hating me for this Rihanna shit, but I got to tell you my truth. I gotta tell you my truth. I love Rihanna. I really actually do, but it's just not banging. It's just it's just not banging. It's just not. Uh right, so share. Share. Ooh, share. Share's brethrens are worried about her, girl. They are worried about her and her money. Don't be funny with my money, honey. Now, um, so she, like Madonna, has a taste for younger ethnic men. Um so her boyfriend, I think, A.E., known as um, A.E., ex- um, Alexander Edwards, um, is a 37-year-old music executive. Uh, and I got this from Hollywood Unlocked. So the, the, the title of this piece is Concerned Friends of Cher Claim Her $360 Million Fortune is Dwindling. Dwindling. As the 76-year-old splurges on her new boyfriend, A.E. Now, I don't know what dwindling me be- means, yeah. Because me, when, when I say I'm broke, I know I've got an X amount of money in the account still. But for me, that's broke. So she could still have 50 million in the, in the account. And that to her could be dwindling. And I guess from 350 mil to 50 mil, it's gone down quite dramatically. But this made me just think about, you know, money and relationships. Like, quickly going back on to keeping it specific to share. Now, if you've got this big fortune, which you've, you know, she's, what is she, 70? Share is 76. Now... You've spent your entire life acquiring this, 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 this monies, yeah? Now, I am presuming that they are in love. They're together. She loves him. Um, obviously, he's a lot younger than her by like 40-something years. But they're in love. I don't know how long they've been dating. But I would be splurging on my boyfriend. Even if he was 30 years older than me, 30 years younger, but he had as much money as... Or less or the same amount of money. I would I would splurge. What I would not do is go broke. And even if it's my version of broke. On someone else. Because we're trying to live. Even though Cher's 80, 86. She's still got at least another 20, 30 years in her. I believe. But. 
I don't know. I feel like these the, these friends, if they're speaking up, they must be concerned. And to, like I said, we don't know what dwindling means. It could very much mean she's only got a mil in the in one million in the account, and so from three hundred and sixty mil to that is is, is dramatic. Um, but I feel like she a grown ass woman. Now she's an old woman. Yeah, she is very much an old woman at this point. So she knows what to do with her finances without, like, without. Well, she she may still need I don't know to chat to an account or something. But she's been in this on this planet now for seventy six motherfucking years. So I'm not really worried about that part, but it did make me think about money and relationships. Like at what point do you draw a line? Do you draw a line? I think you do. Me, I do. But I feel like when you love someone and you love yourself, that part... I feel like you won't even get into that situation because either you won't put yourself into that situation because you love yourself and the other person, if they love you too, won't allow you to do certain things. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, like, obviously we're not talking about millions and stuff, but I remember doing shit for my nan and she'd be like, let me pay you and she'd give me money and then I would just, like, hide it back in her purse or put it somewhere before I left the yard. And I'd do that because I didn't... I Obviously, I appreciated the fact that she wanted to, like, give me some money for it, but I didn't... I felt bad, you know, I felt like, oh no, you take it, I just want to do it out of the kindness of my heart or whatever. So, it did really make me think about that side of relationships and where money is concerned and all of those things. Because money be ending relationships, honey. And I'll be damned if it ends any kind of relationship of mine. And if money does end a relationship... It wasn't never meant to be in the first place, because then that person's head and heart weren't in the right weren't in the right place for something so trivial and materialistic to end something that is meant to be based off of love, which is nothing but which is nothing to do with materialism. Like it's nothing to do with that. It's love. But yeah, don't go broke, share for no nigger hole. Don't you go broke for no negro. Yeah, no matter how good that dick is. Oh, my days. So, Monique. Uh, Monique, um, who we know from Precious, Queens of Comedy, Bad Gyal out here in these streets. And her feud. We also know her from a feud with um, Oprah and uh, Tyler Perry, which has since been resolved by the help of T.S. Madison. Shout out to another legend. Um, she has recently, uh, spoken up about her relationship and with her husband. So she's spoken about her marriage and how she has closed the door on the open marriage. Now, I didn't even know Auntie Monique was in an open marriage. I didn't expect that. So I was, I was blown away at that. And like I've said on the show before, I ain't got nothing wrong with open relationships, open marriages. People love how they want to love. However, in a recent interview, when asked about it, um, she went on to and, you know, she said that we ended our open marriage. Um, Her response as to why was uh, that life began to happen. I began to see a strength I had never seen before. He loved me at my worst. I didn't want to sacrifice that just for a lay. So I grew out of that. Now, you guys already know, 
I'm monogamy all the way. I ain't trying to be laying here, then everywhere. No, me, I value exclusivity. I find sex to be way too precious to be something that I can just do here, then everywhere. I understand people are capable of separating emotions from the act, which is completely doable. A hundred percent. Is that something I want to do? No, because I value it so much. Um, and I do think that that, and for me, that is an act of love, not just to feel good. It can be done just to feel good and you come, whatever, nice dick, nice, whatever. But I think there's something so spiritual about connecting and being so intimate with someone like you in their guts. If you can reach, uh, but you in someone's guts or in someone's throat or you just breathing and you just get so intertwined like body fluids and energies and spirit like for me it's a lot and already just being in a relationship with one person is a lot of work so to now have that experience and take on the that load from multiple people at the same time that's too much it's too much it's too much for me it's giving pandora's box other problems come with it i know it works for some people and it works tremendously well for some people but, but for me i ain't got the capacity i ain't right i ain't got the capacity i ain't got the desire and i i quite frankly i don't have the time period um so i find it interesting that she you know she said that she grew out of it uh because really like i think it would be from my experience, which isn't that, I don't have any, but from my experience, just being a human being, I feel like when you're younger, you've got more time and more of a sex drive or more of, you know, the desire to go out and just fuck around. And how life is set up when you don't have a family, like she's got twins, uh, two boys, 17 twin boys. Um, when you've got like a family and stuff, like you really going to be like, oh, mum's just gone out to go suck some dick. Or mum's just gone out to go get laid. Or dad's just out with Brenda getting, getting, getting some puss. Or like when you're now beyond 50 or 60, 70 and you're, and you're 80, like, when does that stop? Like, when are you tired? Like, for me, it just seems a lot. So to outgrow something like that, I think it says a lot about the thing. Um... And I rate her for doing it. She got her kicks while she and he was probably out getting his. But it got to the point where she said, yeah, I agree with that and I, I don't need it anymore. And I feel like ultimately that for me speaks volumes of like monogamy and being able to get not everything you need from one person, but be satisfied with one person in the same way you can eat a meal and be satisfied from it. Yes, you're not exactly going to get everything out of one plate of something. Like, you can't get what you can get from a bowl of ice cream, from a motherfucking salad or a steak. But ultimately, like, I feel like one plate of food is, is enough. You have all too many plates at one go. You're going to be full. Like, you can still be satisf like, satisfied from the one. Yeah, you might not have got to have some of this and some of that, but... I don't know if this analogy is even working, child, but that's my thoughts on it. And um, I'm glad that she's in a position where she don't feel the need to go out and get other dick. Love that for her. Um, what else are we measuring up this year? 
Ah, so I've spoken about this light-skinned boy before. So he goes by the name of Harrison Sullivan, uh, who's like, famous on TikTok and Instagram and all of that. He was the one that spoke about the the the, the boys. The he was in Thailand and then was like, "Oh no, fuck this! I took took one bird back, and then she ended up having a penis." I thought, "Nah, man." And then he also spoke about what else he speak about the he didn't find dark skin girls attractive or something like that. Some bullshit. Like I've I've cussed him out on the show and I've also been like, you know what, he said some decent things. But once again, he's on in the timelines for something that I think and deem to be really respectable. So he basically went on the timeline to say, I've been living a lie on social media. I've been lying. I have been lying. And he came clean and said, you know, see these Rolexes I've been saying I caught. They ain't mine. They're my brethren's. All of these cars you've seen me posting up. Nope, can't afford it. I rented it for the day and pretend I bought it. All to keep up with social media. All to keep up with these other influencers. So he's an influencer. That's his job. And he said, it's it's hard out here because so many people are doing so much. And you're trying to compete with them and like stay relevant to make your money to pay your bills. And it drove him to to lie about it. Apparently he lied about being in a car crash and he lied about the car crash because the car wasn't his. So he needed to find a way where he could now return to normal life without that car. So he lied about a car crash to say, that's the reason why I don't have this car anymore, which resulted in his friends being like, yo, are you okay? Like calling off his phone. He's like, no, I, like I lied. And apparently it really affected his mental and he didn't like lying. So he came clean about it and said, he's going to take a little break. But ultimately, this ain't it no more. And I'm not lying. And I just thought, you know what? Good on you for being honest about it. Well done on you for being honest. Because too many people, especially younger generation, look on social media. And to this point, sometimes even myself. And see all of these people doing this and that. And acquiring this. And wearing this brand. And doing this. And going on holiday here. And eating here. And this much money. And it makes you feel like you're not doing enough. Ooh. Again, word of the week, it makes you feel like you ain't good enough and you're not you're not succeeding, you're not doing the things. And like, it's too much and it's driving people to blatantly lie. And one thing I do know about social media is people put out what they want to put out for a reason. And for the most part, even though I feel like people do be putting up shit that is like, oh, woe is me. And sometimes that life isn't even woe is me, but that might be trending at the time. But it just goes to speak on the validity and the genuineness of content that we see on Instagram and TikTok and on social media in general. Like it's, it can be real, but my go-to is to say it's not and to mind your business and know that you are good enough and to fuck what's going on online. Try and not be jealous of things and try instead, even if the thing that you're looking at is a lie, try instead to be inspired by that and to... And to make you want to do better, not to keep up with them, but because you want to be good at what you want to be. You know what I mean? You want to succeed at what you want to succeed in, which is far, far easier said than done. But you know what? Props to him and his little light skinned self for coming out online and telling the truth, Harrison, because you was lying before. You was lying before. So, yeah. Don't believe in what you see on social media, guys. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. Anyway, it is now time for Get the Belt. So you probably guessed it. My belt this week goes out to the Oscars. You fucking tried it. Angela Bassett has been nothing but worthy enough of an award of this 
of this level. The fact that she's been out here acting her ass off for 29 years and hasn't received one is mind blowing. Uh, with all of the awareness around the Oscars being so white, uh, for you to disregard her, all of her achievements in the past and the outstanding acting that she gave in Wakanda forever is bizarre to say the least um it's almost like you want this race thing to be a continuous narrative of yours maybe it is maybe you guys gag over that shit maybe you guys finger yourself over it i don't know but it's fucking wild it's bizarre auntie deserved her things she should have got them uh you are dickheads for this not the sirens in the background yeah you guys you guys are wild for this i think you're doing nothing but helping, not even helping, you're doing nothing but making, especially in the black world, you're doing nothing but make us respect you less. You're taking away value from what the awards were meant to be in the first place by con continuously perpetuating this lack of inclusivity. Yes, Many Asian people did win this year. But let's not forget, like I said, Angela Bassett has been doing this for 29 years and has not once, not once for all of the roles that she's done ever won an award. Matting. So yeah, my belt this week goes out to the Oscars again for just being, for being useless, for being... Just for being pricks, really, and not giving Auntie Angela Bassett her things. You simply get the belt for that. <sighs> well, that is this week's episode of Get the Belt Done. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, thank you again for all of the shares, all of the likes. Remember, when you listen to this, put it on the story, tweet about it, TikTok. Well, you can't really... Can you post a TikTok? I don't know. But you guys have been engaging with TikTok, so thank you so much for that. Um, you know, it makes it, it just helps the podcast grow. And I really, really, really appreciate that. Remember to send in your questions to contact. I A few came in this week and I will be reading them out next week. Um, and that is a promise. That is a promise. And I've been saying I'm going to do that, but it always gets to like an hour of recording. I'm like, ah, shit, we ain't got time, girl. Cause I got places to be. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't given this show a little review on like itunes or spotify or wherever you listen to it please do so now i mean the world uh that was cute to read um and yeah love you guys thank you for listening hope you enjoyed it uh my name is miles hart and you've been listening to the podcast that is known as home of melanin magnificence and kingdom of belts you have been listening to get the belt Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.